The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money, focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Howdy, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Our key for this week in our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series is take emotion out of the picture. Can you do that? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, because we already know to spend less and save more, and we don't. So what else could there be? Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember walking into the sales area. Like, I, I took a wrong turn when I was at this car dealership. And I was coming back from service. I went to the restroom. And somehow I made it into the break room for the sales guys. And along the wall, it says, always remember people buy on emotion and justify with reason and logic after the fact. So we're going to try to change that up for you on today's show. Change that up just a touch. Our moolah word of the day is an acronym. So we've had moolah words, moolah phrases. Now we have a moolah acronym. And it's one that like sounds like you're speaking some foreign language because people don't pronounce it like by enunciating each individual letter. They say EBITDA. And you're like, huh? What did you just say? EBITDA. So we're going to learn about EBITDA and why you need to know about EBITDA because it actually affects your finances in a kind of investment sort of way. Uh, minutes on your money. How about some investment property tips? We could all use a few more of those, so we'll have that on today's show. Our trivia question is based on last week's show, Knowledge is Power, and Everyday Money for Everyday People author Todd Christensen is joining us on today's show. I'm so excited. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy if we don't fall off our stool. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. We would have one heck of a TV show. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I just almost ate it. Did you see that? Like my foot got caught and I was like, whoop. Well, we were going to set up the cameras. I, I know. We need to get on that. <clears throat> we need to get our people on that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where's Carrie this week? What? Oh, she's back in the California office. So uh, anyhow, uh, we have an incredible show. Now, Insiders Club members are entered automatically in our weekly giveaways. But if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, I have a way for you to do that. Oh, yes, I do. All you have to do is answer today's trivia question correctly. Now, we take our trivia questions and we base them on a, a previous show. 
And last week's show, again, was knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. So uh, this week's question um, is from last week's show. So if you haven't listened, because like regular listeners have an edge up on the competition, never fear, unlockyourwealthradio.com is here. All you got to do is go download last week's episode and listen to it. If you don't know the answer off the top of your head, and then you can go and then try to answer this week's trivia question. And what's beautiful is you don't have to answer live. So you don't have to, it's not a snooze you lose kind of thing. So this week's trivia question is, on last week's show, we talked about the five areas of concern in our money management setup. So, because, you know, we know what we know and... If we don't know what we need to know, we could get into some trouble. Wait a minute. What? Did I mess you up? No. So if if we know what we know and we don't know what we need to know when it comes to our finances, we could get into trouble. So that's where these five areas of concern come in. So the question is, name two of those five areas of concern. You think you can do that? No. Some of them rhyme. Three of them start with the same word. Uh-huh. So if you think you have the right answer, all you have to do is call in, chat in, or email in twin. If you call in, it's 1-866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. Or you can hop in the chat room if you're listening live. Hi, I'm here. Come visit. Uh, or you can email us if you're listening to a podcast. Never fear. Trivia at UYWRadio.com is here. Send us an email with your potential right answer. And good luck because we have some really cool books that we have coming in from our authors this year. And oh, by the way, they are autographed. So isn't that fabulous? Yeah, I kind of try to fleece our guests for some cool stuff for our listeners. So I figured, you know, that's the least they could do is help out the peeps, right? Yeah. Policing is good. I think so. At least if it's on behalf of our listeners, I think it's good. Uh, so if you have no idea what the answer is, that's okay, because everyone can walk away a winner. For you, the listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that now we, you know, we are doing our weekly Atlas chat. For those of you, that's my most favorite book, and... I can't believe it, but, you know, I, I peeled through it pretty quick. But, you, you know, after you've read it like 40 times, it's it's easy to go through. But it's my sharp and the saw. And I thought this time we'd do something interesting. And so join our discussion boards at the website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. But it's a big book to read. Okay. It's like a yeah, thousand something yeah, pages. Pretty, you know. It's pretty huge. Yeah. It's pretty thick. Uh, but if you can't sit down with a book that thick, if you don't want to lug around a book that thick, if you are an on-the-go kind of guy or gal, what could be better than listening, having somebody read to you? It's so way awesome. You can make bookmarks. You can make notations, you know, and we're having an incredible discussion. So we're talking about the story itself and all the exciting things that are happening. I mean, we're talking about the philosophy behind what these situations mean, especially to you and your money, because I relate it back to what we do, because a lot of the Atlas Shrugged is about individual personal freedom and financial freedom the and economic freedom, the opportunity to go out and earn and get paid what you're worth, that sort of stuff, being a contributor, all that good stuff. So, yeah, I forgot to mention that, I think, the last show. Um, 
but we want to make sure that we're participating in this chat. So if you would like to join the chat, um, it is free. All you have to do is visit the website and sign up to be a part of our discussion. So we'd love to have you. And <clears throat> instead of having to fork over big bucks, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you pick that for your free book? I mean, I would pick out sure. the biggest book I could if I was getting it for free. War, war and Peace. Yeah, exactly. War and Peace. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because the reason why I had to read that book, it has to do with growing up. I used to be the kid that like would get all the stars across the chart on the book report thing. Mm -hmm. And so my teacher started making me read bigger books because they saw that I was a voracious reader. And so they started making me read these super big books. So um, like War and Peace, I read that. You know, I also read Scruples. In a, Woo! In a day. <laughs> Not that fast, but I am pretty fast. You know, this time I made it through Atlas in like five days, you know, this year. Yeah. Uh, and my husband was just like, how'd you do that? And I said, I don't know. I said, either my speed reading skills are getting better or I just know the story, but I just get so into it that like I can't put it down, mm. you know. And and so there's something just very romantic about like the whole thing. And I'm starting my year over and I get fired up because I am Dagny Taggart, the whole yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they could care less about whether or not I'm Dagny Tager, but they could care about our investment tips. Um, so how about Minionville? I like this website. They got great personal finance advice. And uh, I found four money-saving tips for buying investment property. Because hmm. buying investment property is good, but if we can save even more that we didn't know we could save, wouldn't that be even better? Sure. Absolutely. So when people think of money-saving tips, they think of how to save on food, utilities, and discretionary purchases. But there, alas, is other ways to save. And you can save when buying investment property. First, and this is what I advocate, actually, we have three levels to our, our financial literacy program and our brain-based financial literacy. So the first is, obviously, financial literacy. Uh, then our second module, or our second education series is financial fluency. So we get literate, then we become fluent, and then financial mastery. That's our investment planning. That's how we we create our investment profiles, specifically nuts and bolts, how to create the diversity, what to do, and it includes all of our real estate investment strategies. It includes all kind of great um, guest um, sections from all of our different experts, like for covered call writing, blue chip investing, like all these different ways to invest. We have experts from all these arenas pouring all of their knowledge and, into this program for financial mastery. And uh, so it's pretty cool. So one of the things that I advocate in my real estate investment strategy is to start out as an owner-occupant. What do you know? That's like the first thing on this list. It's right. so super cool. So with this strategy, you buy the property and you live in it that you will later rent out. If you occupy a house for at least one year, you can make a smaller down payment, especially if you use HUD financing like that's FHA or VA approved loans. <coughs> I love FHA because it's three and a half percent down. And yeah, that's low. yeah, you can't get around that. And, and you could buy a pretty big a nice house for that. Yeah. You know, and so you live there for a, year, for a year. Mortgage underwriting guidelines say in order to get that, you have to take possession in 30 days and live there for a year. But the beauty of that as an investment property is when you make an investment in an investment property, they know it's an investment property. And so because you probably live somewhere else 
investment property is non-owner occupied, they surcharge you by at least two points sure. on your interest rate. Yeah. So <clears throat> what's a year of my life if I'm going to live to be 120, right? It's like nothing. It's like a grain of sand in the hourglass of life. And so, you know, you know, you sneeze a couple times and a year's gone by. You're like, what? Where'd my year go? Yeah. It's like, what? Celebrating my birthday again? You know, it's like, I just thought Christmas was yesterday. Yeah. So, so live there a year, that gives you a chance to find your next home. And all the while, you're saving 2% on your interest rate. Do the math. Work it out on paper. You'll see. That's a big cash savings. Uh, the next recommendation, and this is what I also recommend, too. It's kind of funny, this article. Uh, become a real estate agent. Because guess what? Now you're saving 3% on the transaction. There's your down payment. Woohoo! Wouldn't that be cool to credit that down payment at closing so you don't even have to write the check? Like it doesn't even come out of your account. Well, the half a percent does. You know, yeah. closing costs do. Yeah. But if you position your loan right with your lender, you could buy a house without any money out of your pocket. You do the work on the transaction, you get paid for it, right? Yeah. There's your down payment. Nice. You negotiate with your lender. You're like, boom, zero. Zero out of pocket. That is some big savings cash up front. And because, again, owner-occupied, you're saving 2% a year. What are you going to do with that? It's not a savings unless you actually save it. Remember, right. otherwise right. it's reallocation of assets. Right. Uh, seek seller financing. So uh, occasionally you can find a seller willing to finance because a lot of people own their homes. You'd be surprised at how many people own their homes outright. Uh, so they might want to carry, they might, uh, do one of two things. Let you put down less than 20%, or if you're taking over their mortgage, um, they might carry you back your down payment. So it looks like to the regular lender you made a down payment, but they actually just carry back that financing. Uh, you could also negotiate for your closing costs. Some of this other stuff is kind of weaker advice, but you know, negotiate your closing costs. Get the seller to pay. If it's becoming a buyer's market in your area, and you would be surprised at this particular time of year, but uh, you can negotiate that for certain. Uh, so, uh, again, we have Todd Christensen. We have the Keith Riches and the Moolah Word of the Day up next. So stay tuned. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 12.25 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. 
We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, Heather Wagonhalls. And how fabulous that the maven of moolah is right in time for the moolah word of the day today. I know. What what are the coincidences? What are the chances of that happening? Anyway, so I mentioned that it's a moolah acronym of the day, actually. I mentioned before. It's called EBITDA. Have you ever heard of EBITDA? EBITDA. You watch these financial challenges. It's already like they're speaking in Chinese anyway. Sounds like an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Uh, So it's earnings before interest expenses taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So what does that mean to you? Um, It's an approximate measure of a company's operating cash flow based on data from the company's income statement. It's calculated by looking at earnings before the deduction of those particular items. The formula for EBITDA is revenue minus expenses, but excluding interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So it's sort of kind of not really a gross working number. The earnings measure is of a particular interest in cases where companies have large amounts of fixed assets which are subject to heavy depreciation charges. These are things you would experience in manufacturing companies that have all that machinery, you know, like the Coke bottling machines and things like that. So um, in the, it's or it can also be in a case where a company has a large amount of acquired intangible assets, not physical assets like machines on its books, and is thus subject to large amortization charges, such as a company that has purchased a brand or another company that has made a large acquisition. So it's the distortionary accounting and financing effects that these things have on company earnings are taken out of the picture. Just like we're taking emotion out of the picture in today's Mm -hmm. key, we're going to take all of those things that could alter what the earnings look like out of the picture. And it's a better way of comparing companies within industries and across industries. So it takes all of that fluctuating stuff out because, you know, if you're subject to, um, let's say, you get spanked, um, because you've had all this amortization and then you sell something and you make a bit more, you get what they call recapture and you get spanked on taxes. Yeah. So like you might've made 50 bucks, but because of the way you amortize stuff, um, for, for the sake of doing business with the government, now you get spanked, you made 50 bucks, but now like you owe like 40 in taxes and you didn't even know. Yeah. And you had a great year. Let's say 50 was a good year. Yeah. But so you still did 50. So you still did good. But uh, accounting wise, you might get a little spanking. Yeah. And then it's going to pull it down. And and that can affect how an investor views a company. That's just this the interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization stuff. That's just part of doing business. 
And so everybody gets subject to that. And some years are better than others. But we want to be able to look at how the company is performing, taking into account regular expenses like the light bill and, you know, a product supply. So like if you manufacture Coke, the cost of the water and the sugar and all of that stuff that makes the sodas, all those ingredients, like those are expenses. That's part of the cost of doing business. And everybody has those. And those costs, for the most part, are not variable because everybody's sending it. So it allows you to make a comparison. And so I can compare how your soda company is doing against my soda company or how your soda company is doing against my furniture company. Right. It allows me to make that comparison regardless of the the magic that happens to evade Uncle Sam. <laughs> so that's why this is an important one. So, and because people go, EBITDA, what's that? You know, and they're like, oh. So... Anyway, that was actually real Chinese, by the way. Oh, I was just great. trying to impress that's you. Great. you speak Chinese. That's yes, great. sort of. I pretend to. Yeah. <laughs> Until they get over my head and then I just kind of glaze over. Oh, I don't know what you're saying now. Uh, but anyway, uh, I wonder if Todd Christensen knows how to speak Chinese. Well, he may or may not know how to speak Chinese, but he does know how to speak everyday money for everyday people. And so well, as a matter of fact, that he just released his book. Everyday Money for Everyday People this year. And Todd Christensen is a master CPFFE and all kinds of other acronyms that I can't even pronounce. And he has served as Director of Education for the National Financial Education Center at Debt Reduction Services, Inc., a nationwide nonprofit counseling agency since 2004. He's taught nearly 1,000 seminars and workshops on the fundamentals of personal finance including budgeting, spending behaviors, that's our specialty, building credit, debt elimination, another couple of ours too, savings, and all sorts of good stuff in between. He has incorporated many of his student experiences and tips in his first book, Everyday Money for Everyday People. And since 2005, he served in leadership board and committee positions of the Idaho Jumpstart Coalition, the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education, and I am an AFDP. PE member as well, and uh, the Council for Certification of the American Association of Family and Consumer Sciences and various housing authorities. And now he joins us at Unlock Your Wealth Radio to bring his money knowledge to all of you listeners. So, Todd, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks so much for being a part of our show today. Thank you. I love being here. appreciate it very much. I'm super excited because, one, you've got your new book that just came out, and that's Everyday Money for Everyday People. But you are actually a man in the trenches, so to speak, as a financial educator. And can you tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to write Everyday Money for Everyday People? Sure, yeah. For the last uh, a little over 10 years now, uh, I've been a director of education here at a nonprofit credit counseling agency. and. And I go out and I do about 150 uh, classes a year um, on the fundamentals of managing money, budgeting, spending, behaviors, credit, debt, saving, and so forth. Um, and uh, over those 10 years, I've had a chance to hear a lot of stories, a lot of ideas coming from actually my students. Um, and I just thought these are some ideas that need to get out there. And, and a lot of those I have uh, put uh, in, into this book and uh, uh, figure it, it it, since it comes from everyday people, let's just name it that as well. I really like that because, you know, it's so hard. You know, we want to 
think about emulating Warren Buffett and <sighs> and Donald Trump, and yet they seem so unreachable. And it's not just the toupee or the crazy hairdos. It's it's like they're they're at a different level than us, and 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 we can't relate. And I, and I feel like your title is so awesome because people feel like, well, you know. I don't think of myself as, you know, this jet setter. Uh, I think of myself yeah. as an everyday person, so perhaps this book might have something for me. And that's that's what I get a lot in, in, in the presentations. People, uh, they don't want to hear ideas of, of, of the rich or the famous. Um, they want to know, you know, what is it that, do you have anything for me at my level? Uh, don't, don't come down here and tell me that you're going to change my life. I want somebody who's... You know, been there, done that, and and uh, and has some some uh, actual ideas that that are applicable to me, and they can understand my situation. What do you think some of the biggest challenges that you've seen specifically uh, that that folks have when it comes to managing their money? Well, the first answer you're going to get for, from anybody is going to be lack of income, of course. And is that uh, really? Like what people's biggest problem is? Well, you know, it depends on the group. I, I speak to a lot of people who are in between jobs, and of course, if you don't have income, it's kind of hard to build wealth or savings or anything. And so, some people that might be the case. But for anybody who's who is regularly employed, um, a more and it's not always not for everybody, but most often, it's not necessarily an income problem. It's an expense problem. I I go into uh, middle schools. Uh, fairly regularly, and one of my favorite questions to ask is, if I gave you uh, a dollar, how would you spend in the next hour? And of course, everybody's going to do that and figure out how to do that. How about if I gave you ten dollars? How about a hundred dollars? How about a thousand? I go up to a hundred thousand dollars. These are twelve, thirteen-year-olds. How are you going to spend it by the end of the week? And every single one of them will come up with pretty much their own way of spending a hundred thousand dollars. And if a twelve and a thirteen-year-old can do that with a hundred thousand dollars, of course, we're going to be able to spend our income without any trouble. And that's, that's the problem is we don't create the barriers uh, to channel our money to what's, what's really important to, to our priorities. And, and so money just kind of leaks out or, or goes toward things that really aren't important to us in the long run. You know what would be interesting is for you to put like a list on the board as they rattle off all those things. And they say, okay, how many ways can we save 100000 And then all yeah. you hear are the, like the crickets chirping. That's right, right. Oh, we have to actually come up with the hundred thousand first. Yeah, no, that would be a, that's their challenge. They're like, whoa, what do I do now? And you hear like the crickets <laughs> in the background, pins right. dropping. <laughs> Silence befalls the crowd. So, uh, so what do you think? Because um, we already know to spend less and save more. So right, right. So what's what's the hangup? Well, as far as uh, the challenge for saving, it's uh, my my thought, and this is uh, again coming from a lot of the people I'm talking to in these classes. It's not savings is not an amount, it's not a percentage, it's not a a process. It's in my in my opinion, it is a commitment. Um, at again, at just about any income level, I don't care if it's five dollars a month or or five thousand dollars a month. It's just a commitment to saying, you know what, I'm going to be a saver. I'm going to stop living the paycheck-to-paycheck life that 40% of Americans are doing and another 20% actually living on spending more than what they earn. You know, it's just going to say, let's let's 
do it. And no matter what, every month, unless I am unemployed, I'm putting money into uh, a savings plan. So uh, in my mind, it, it's, it's, that, it's that commitment. And let's just get started. The C word. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're kind of that sort of society that, like, we're sort of kind of nomadic in that sense. And we want to be able to, we don't want to, we don't want, we want to be free. We don't want to be tied by anything. And, you know, that's why we're getting married later and we're having less and less kids is because of that C word, because we just don't want that commitment. Yet the most important commitment to ourselves that we can make is the, to be the one to save and provide for ourselves. Right. I mean, that, that there's there's something to be said for us being kind of spontaneous, being able to to enjoy life, and uh, I, I'm cer- I, ne- I certainly never preach against that. I think uh, living is is what is exciting. Saving. I'm not looking to be excited, making our money exciting or saving exciting. That actually should be really boring. Just set it up and and commit to it, and and just have it happen in the background. So that we can enjoy the rest of our life. Uh, saving, I'm okay with money being boring. In fact, I, I like that being my mantra. <laughs> money being boring. Yeah, what? I mean, because what I what I usually tell people, look, if we could set up just our our accounts so that they are automatically funded, just transferred every every certain number of weeks or once a month. Again, whether it's five dollars or whether it's much more than that. Uh, and we kind of forget about it. We adjust to our, the rest of our, of our ex- income. We will adjust our lifestyle. But if we can get the money out first, of course, um, then we're, we're going to be much better off and we can enjoy, uh, enjoy life and not, not, not worry about the, the money that, you know, do, am I going to have money to put into savings at the end of the month? There's never money at the end of the month to put into savings. It's got to happen. Financial success happens at the beginning of the month. Oh, I like that. Financial success happens at the beginning of the month. So why do you think it's easier for us to commit to a monthly auto pay for a gym membership we barely drive by, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but making that uh, financial success be- at the beginning of the month? Where's you know, the I, I think it's yeah. I think it's a visualization thing. We, you know, if you talk about the gym, we can we try and visualize what we're gonna how we're gonna feel, what we're gonna look like. We can see ourselves on the treadmill. Uh, oh, that doesn't sound very exciting to me. But, uh, you know, in, uh, just trying to imagine money in our savings account, that doesn't – it just it just kind of numbers for a lot of people, and it doesn't really mean a whole lot. So so I always uh, suggest, and, and uh, we, this is usually the discussion in our, in our classes, is what is it that – why do you want that money in your savings account? What is it that you want to do? And – and for most of us, we're not going to be motivated by the big, in spite of them being important, we're not going to be really motivated by the big long-term savings goals, the retirement plan, the, the what do I want to do in 30 years. It's, it's more often the things that what do we want to do in the next 12 months or less that's going to require maybe 500 or $1,000. And then we can visualize, oh, I can see myself going to a mountain cabin or to a, a beach or uh, buying or getting such and such for the house or something small, um, some of those uh, short-term needs that we want to need to save up for, rather than first putting them on savings or store credit, or excuse me, credit cards or, or store credit. And so uh, I think it's just a matter of trying to turn that indescript just money piles of money, or that can be pretty motivating for some people, into something visual that they can uh, imagine themselves doing or, or or being involved with. 
I, I totally agree with you on money management and financial security is very abstract and it's not concrete. We can't touch it, feel it, see it, and let alone take the time to actually define what it is for ourselves. When we get back from the break, I have a ton more questions for you about um, everyday money for everyday people. You are listening to Todd Christensen on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more coming up after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That whole free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit greenbacktitleloans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am so excited to have author of Everyday Money for Everyday People, Todd Christensen, on with us today. And, Todd, before the break, we were talking about that evil C word and how commitment is the biggest um, obstacle to our savings. And so I have heard that you are dubbed the savings raider. What does that mean? This is uh, being a savings raider. This is a term that uh, I used to describe those of us, myself included, who... uh, are, are the type that will put money into a savings account, but after a few months of doing that, we start to notice, hey, there's a, there's a pile of money growing there. And then we look over into our other our checking account, and we see, you know what, I need, I need that money to do something fun. Or we get that, uh, that urge to do something uh, spontaneous or impulsive, and we say, hey, I've got a few hundred dollars over here in savings. I'm going to go in and raid that and transfer it right back into my checking account. You know, the great thing about savings accounts is that they're so easy to access. The terrible thing about savings accounts is that they're so easy to access. <laughs> it's a double-edged you know, sword. It, You're it like, is. Uh, okay, I wanted to go to the movies this weekend. I got 100 bucks. That's right. And so if it's there and if it's within reach and it's easy to, to transfer back and forth, um, it, those of us who are savings traders are going to do it. And that's, that's, so when I, when I say I'm a savings trader, 
You know, I, I, I will stand up in front of my classes and I'll say, hi, my name is Todd and I'm a savings raider. You know, I <laughs> expect say, hey, welcome, Todd. So uh, there's, but there's ways to get over that. There's, there's some ways to, uh, you know, a lot of ways to trick yourselves out of, uh, out of that, uh, that behavior. Oh, good. Because that's, and, you know, we need tricks. Yeah. And, and because straight talk doesn't favorite. work. Because it doesn't work. I mean, we already know to spend less and save more and we don't. So, so we're going to have to trick oh, yeah. ourselves. Yeah, because we're all we're taught that from from even uh, whether from our parents or from somebody else that we know that uh, we know that in our minds it just doesn't work in practice. And so I, I tell uh, I, I tell people, look, we gotta we gotta make our savings account as inconvenient as possible. Um, savings uh, should not be easy to get to. And so I'll I'll talk about look, find a bank or credit union that only has one branch in town. <laughs> or in the valley, if it's if it's a large uh, area, they only have one in the valley. It might take a half hour or an hour to get to. That doesn't have drive-through. It doesn't have uh, Saturday hours or doesn't have evening hours. Yeah. You don't want to access. Uh, get. You don't want to ask them for an ATM card or a debit card. You don't want to activate online bill pay. You just you want it to be as inconvenient as possible, so that if you do need. Oh, and then you transfer money. Sorry, directly from your checking account. You you can use your main checking account uh, or direct. Uh, deposit uh, to transfer money over to that uh, other account, and then if it, if you do need the money, you can get to it the same day. You know the fridge dies. Well, you've got your savings for your appliances in that other account. You can go uh, take some time off work, go get it, and then and and access it. But uh, you're not going to do that just uh, just for any old thing that is 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 an impulse. It's gonna it's gonna be inconvenient to get to. That's great advice. Uh, you know, because sometimes we have to play games with ourselves because it's not like we don't know better. I mean, we, we know That's better. Right. And, and so the, what was another way to trick ourselves into saving more? Um, uh, besides that, uh, uh, an account across town or something like that, I'm not opposed to online accounts as well. Uh, they, You can access those so a little little easier sometimes just get online on your smartphone and you can transfer money uh, back into your account within a day. But there are some that will actually show uh, help you set up goals, and then as you uh, as you're depositing money, it shows the goal filling up a little uh, piggy bank filling up or some other visual, and and so it does make it a little more painful to close out that goal and to transfer the money back in. So if we can figure out a way to to make it a little more painful, inconvenient, whatever, however, to to put the money back into our checking account, uh, so much the better. Uh, we'll be much less likely to, to actually do it. Yeah, and I and I notice that we uh, generally, as people, are more motivated away from pain than we are towards pleasure. So if we can make it uncomfortable for us to get to it, then it would just be easier to like not even bother. Well, I'll figure right. it out. I don't need to go through all that monkeying around. So right, and there's there's also a, a way to even kind of turn that whole thing around and, and uh, make the savings kind of pleasurable by because um, most most credit unions and banks will allow you to uh, if you act if you get online to the, and log in you can see your accounts and you can actually name those accounts. And the standard, you know, the general name that you see normally is uh, savings one, savings two, checking account, blah, blah, blah. But if you get on and you name that, to, for example, if you've got a savings account that you're using to build, uh, to, to save for a, a trip, you don't just put, oh, vacation. That's, that's still a little too generic. But if you, say, if you say, hey, this is Mickey and friends or Mickey with the kids, 
you know, you've now said this is what this money is exactly for. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun trip with my family, or it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, Honolulu, or it's going to be the beach, or it's going to be the mountains. Name it something very specific. And, uh, or, you know, if you're saving for your next car, don't just say it's my next car. That's still a little too generic. Call it something like, uh, hey, this is my bright blue electric or, or hybrid smart car or uh, SUV if, if you want an SUV or whatever it might be. Something that or a Mustang something or something flashy, yeah. whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, something that, that gets your heart pumping. Uh, and then that way when you see the money underneath that name, when you see the savings building, that actually can actually bring you some pleasure. Uh, and then it would really be painful to transfer the money out of that. Right. Yeah, I could see that. You know, my discretionary uh, account is called my Have Fun Fund. And yeah. so I don't have to have a reason if I want to splurge or make an impulse purchase. If it's sitting there and there's enough in the Have Fun Fund, then it's mine. If not, too bad, so sad. And I can't pillage. You know, we can't rape and pillage from the other accounts that we already have set up. So if, so my my Mustang Fund is off limits. You know, my, my, you know, replacement refrigerator fund is off limits. Any of my other sinking funds are off limits. My retirement is off limits. My trip to Cabo with my girlfriends is off limits. So if it's not in the have fun fund, it's not happening. It's not accessible. Yeah. And, and I, I love the idea of have fun fun. I, I will, I'll call it kind of similar sort of thing, a fun, uh, some fun money, or I, uh, sometimes I'll call it guilt free money, particularly if, uh, for spouses. Uh, that you know, there's a certain amount that you get to spend however you want every month without, with no questions asked. This is the, the guilt-free money that you each get because if all of our money is going to something very specific and there's no room, wiggle room, then then yeah, life gets a little. I don't know. It's just no no spontaneity, no light, no fun, and, and so uh, your guilt-free fund. Yeah, and and so if if at the end of the month your spouse comes and you say, what did you do with your with your fun money, and you can look them in the eye and say, you know, sweetheart, I love you. I'm glad we're married. I'd do it all again, but it's none of your business what yeah. I do with my fun money. It's because my kitchen pass. Guilty, Leave me alone. That, that's right. If, if I feel guilty on how I spend it, well, I'm going to then, money becomes, again, a, this drudgery, and, and I'm not going to be buy, I'm not gonna buy into it. It's got to be this partnership. And, and so I like the idea of a, a fun fund. That's, uh, that's exactly what, what, uh, what I, I... Yeah, uh, that's what I call well. it, my HFF, my have fun fund. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, so let's talk briefly because we focused heavily on the accumulation side. So, what if I have a bit of a debt problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's really three options when you have debt. You can either pay it off on your own. You can go to a third party, or you can try and ignore it, which really is not really an option. Um, that just makes things worse. But it's but, one that uh, lots of people choose. It, <laughs> Or, or just, I mean, that's kind of the default. Uh, I'm just, I'm sure something's going to happen. We are pretty optimistic as a species, but uh, uh, it doesn't really get us very far as far as paying off our debts. Um, and so, you know, I, I always suggest try and pay off your debts initially on your own if you can. You know, the, the CPA would answer, and, and they're correctly, that if you can send extra money to your highest interest rate first, yeah, go for it, do it. You're going to save yourself interest over time. But, uh, for most of us to get into a lot of debt, especially those of us getting a credit card debt, we don't do it because we're CPA-minded. We do it because <laughs> we're just not necessarily got the discipline. So uh, if we can send any extra money to the smallest debt first, we'll actually get paid off. Uh, one of those accounts probably get paid off pretty quick, and we'll see 
see some progress and stay motivated to move to the next one. And so um, paying off debt on your own, that's, that's what I suggest for most people. Pay off the smallest balance first. And then if you, once you get to the point where you feel you're doing pretty well, you can transfer, move, move over to the highest interest rate. But, um, Just to create and, the momentum up front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that uh, you see, hey, there's one less uh, monkey creditor on my back. I can do this and, and keep going on uh, at it. So, and then and then there's really, uh, if, as far as moving to third third party options, there's uh, nonprofit credit counseling agencies uh, that help uh, lower interest rates and uh, work for better uh, repayment terms for you. And uh, uh, then there's those uh, organizations that you'll hear late at night that are saying, uh, you know, you only have to pay off 50% of what you owe, uh, that try and negotiate on the balance, and then there's bankruptcy. Those are those are really the three. And each of them have, uh, may have some advantages. Uh, some of them have some very strong disadvantages. But uh, that's kind of the order that uh, um, that a lot of people will look at them. I have you're such a wealth of information. I have one more question for you because sure. you know you and I were discussing during the break how many um, fly-by-night credit places there are, and there's a lot of scams. And how do you tell if something or someone uh, works for a genuine credit counseling agency that's going to offer me real help? That's you know going to going to get me where I want to go. Um, with integrity and honesty and isn't going to rip me off and cost me an arm and a leg and then I'm still in the same boat. Right. There's uh, a couple of things to look for. One, you want to make sure that they've been around for a while, that they have a history. You can always check them out with the Better Business Bureau. I, I, I love the Better Business Bureau. I particularly pay attention to negative reports from the Better Business Bureau, positive reports. Uh, I, I, I appreciate them, but I'm not going to base decisions on them. But I definitely would still steer clear of anybody that has a negative report there. But I would also make sure that any organization I work with as far as uh, that says they're going to help me get, pay off my debts dollar for dollar, this is a credit counseling agency, uh, that they belong to one of the three big um, uh, credit counseling uh, uh, trade um, associations. There's the AICCCA, there's NFCC, and then there's um, ACC Pros. Uh, and all of those are .org. It's been so awesome having you on the show today. And if folks want to get credit counseling or take some of your financial education classes or buy your awesome book, Everyday Many for Everyday People, where do folks go, Todd? Well, I'm, uh, I'm online. Uh, our organization is Debt Reduction Services, Inc. at DebtReductionServices.org. I've got a, a blog at Our uh, Everyday Money dot wordpress.org excuse me dot com and then I'm on Twitter at everyday money the number four and the letter U. and uh, we're available to uh, to help however we can e financial education of course we're providing uh, uh, as a nonprofit uh, uh, for free and the, and the book everyday money for everyday people is online on Amazon available there Outstanding. Well, thanks again for being a part of the show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Todd's show page and get all the linky links to his book, his credit counseling, and more. Stay tuned for the keys to riches on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew what they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Thank you so much for joining us. It is that time again for the keys to riches. And this week's key is take emotion out of the picture. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the broadcast. We hope you've enjoyed your stay so far. The keys to riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, Save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one week at a time, one key at a time. And this is our fifth key now. And it is so critical that we learn how to key, how to take our emotion out of the picture. And we don't want to be devoid of, our, of emotion. And so I liken this week's key into keeping our passions in perspective. So we want to be passionate about making money, generating wealth, contributing to society, our fellow man, and to our pocketbook and investments. But we want to be a little bit more reserved and impartial when it comes to spending our money. Because we want to make sure that first we're actually spending tangible money and not credit. And we want to make sure that it our expenditures are in line with the goals that we say we want to achieve. And why is that so difficult? Well, it's because we're biologically set up to fail at long-term money management or long-term anything management, whether it's, you know, fat fanny management, money management, (laughs) career management. It all goes hand in hand, doesn't it? There's the narrow, the prosperity pooch, and he says, what about dog treat management? We can't have any regulation on that. We just need all that we can while we can. So it's pretty important that we learn how to take emotion out of the picture, but to understand why is critical. Now, I said we are biologically set up to fail, so you're probably going, "Ah." so like, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that every time we process information, we go through a particular pathway in our head, and it's based on the way our brains evolved. 
is real simple. So if we have a stimulus coming in and it can be a thought we generate in our head or it can be a perceived stimulus like De Niro, the prosperity pooching, wanting me to reach down and pet him right now. And so we take in this stimulus. So the first thing that we do, and I have like these series of people, we've got um, the initial decision officer or what I call the I do. We've got, and then we go to Logic Larry and the Magnificent Seven, but not necessarily in that order. So that stimulus comes in and our first brain is our survival brain. So the I do decides, um, is this a survival issue? Am I threatened by this? Because our whole goal is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So the initial decision officer is going to, if he perceives a threat, he is going to send a signal that says, okay, we're not going any further and we're going to either fight, freeze, or flee. Okay. Now, this is how we uh, evolved. And it's usually because saber-toothed tigers were lurking around the corner. Now, in this day and age, there aren't that many saber-toothed tigers. Actually, the last time I checked, there were um, none. Okay, but our brains have not come, like while we're physically 10,000 years away from saber-toothed tigers or something like that, my history's probably off, somebody will, somebody correct me. Maybe 10 million years. 10 million years? Has it been that long since the saber-toothed tiger? I don't know. But it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. And so uh, even though... We don't have the threats that we used to have when that brain evolved. It's still the first brain we had, and we still go through that part of our brain first when we process information. Then the next part of our brain is our mammalian brain. This is our emotional brain. This is where we store our memories, warm, fuzzy ones, pretty scary ones, some less than savory, uncomfortable ones, and painful ones. And um, we have six basic emotions that we can have individually or they can combine together to create a myriad of possibilities on the emotional spectrum. And uh, perhaps you have maybe visited one or more of those at any given occasion <laughs> or all of them at once. So if we make it through the survival, so in our, if we're not in immediate physical danger. But let's say we get into this second part of our brain and this is where the magnificent seven kind of resides so we've got um all these basic emotions if we have um this perceived stimulus excite one of these or more one or more of these emotions to an extreme level good bad doesn't matter you're going to start dumping hormone just like the i do triggered the sirens and said, nope, this information isn't going any further. These guys can say, nope, this information isn't going any further. And then Logic Larry, who lives in the back of the brain, where we have all our rational, rational and reasonable thoughts occur. And this is the area of the brain that was last to develop. It's the last one we use. And, you know, in my book, Cracking Your Money Code, we talk about this process more in depth and why it's important that it kind of stay the same way um, because we don't have time on the show to talk about it. But it's important that it stays that same way because what happens is we get hung up in decision-making if we can't use gut and instinct to make a lot of those decisions. So we want to be able to focus on those types of things. So now that we know how the brain works, we make decisions 
based on emotions and we justify with reason and logic after the fact most of the time because we get triggered. It's very difficult for us not to be excited in a happy way. We're, we're excited we got a new job, so, oh, my gosh, we're going to go out and buy a new wardrobe so we look good when we start our job. Well, in theory, that sounds great, right? But, you know, your pocketbook can't probably take that. Um, just like when we, you know, get dumped by our boyfriend and we go console ourselves in a big bowl of ice cream and cookies and maybe we go on a shopping spree to make ourselves feel better for the moment. These are all emotional things that make decisions about money that have nothing to do with money and your level of it. <laughs> and most of the time, these emotions are what keep us from making quality decisions. Larry Winget said it the best. It's not that we get rich. We stop doing the things that keep us impoverished. And allowing our emotions to make our financial decisions instead of getting into our logic and rational and reasonable brain is the problem. And, and so the cure is really simple. It's to first make a decision to only make decisions about money when you can be calm. So if you can't be calm, you need to walk away. That's your best defense yeah. to save your wallet. You must be disengaged from the situation. Uh, and if you can't walk away, then you can't stay either. If you get so like hostile, now you're fighting. So you're still not being rational and reasonable. And you know when that is. And I'll give you an example of it. Have you ever had an argument with somebody or an interaction? And then like 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, I should have said that. That oh, was yeah. a better comeback. All the time. Okay. So there is a prime example of the brain at work. It's not that you couldn't. Think of that witty repartee, but because you were emotionally engaged, you were physically incapable right. of it. It's not that you weren't clever on the spot, that you just didn't have access to that part of your brain. So that's why we have to keep our passions in perspective. So for this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit the website. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have, and visit UnlockYourWealthRadio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of Millionaire Wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Perry, I'm Heather Wagonhalt. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalt and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. Unlock Your Wealth Radio and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.